What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Monday, August 31st, last day of August. And what a day it is, especially if you drafted Leonard Fournette. Oof. Well, of course, we are going to talk about that on today's show. We're going to dedicate pretty much most of the show to that and the Alvin Kamara news. Kamara, maybe not as bad. I think it's a little bit of overreaction city from a lot of people out there. But we're not going to waste any time uh, on the show today. So before we get into that Leonard Fournette stuff, got to tell you about our sponsor. You know who it is. It is Monkey Knife Fight, of course. Do you want to play daily fantasy sports? Yes, you do. And you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. It's because there's no salary cap on monkeyknifefight.com. You don't have to play against the Sharks, which means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR. WNBA, eSports, and of course football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all, and you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you sign up right now using the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. I like free money. It's not bad. Not too shabby. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're getting yourself into when you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See the site for full terms and restrictions. And seriously, just sign up using Rant. That'll help me out. Between you and me, it'll help. I like to keep this pod going. We're almost at episode 50. Friday will be episode 50. That's hard to believe. That happened quickly. Just as fast as August going away. But yeah, you want to keep this around for episode 100. Hunge. We want to get to a hunge? Sign up, use the promo code RANT. $53. Football, we'll play it. Maybe we'll, Who knows? Maybe we'll win some money. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate everybody who has signed up already. And if you haven't, just go check it out. Uh, please do so. All right, so let's dive into it. There is a lot to unpack with this Leonard Fournette stuff. So uh, if you hadn't heard, <laughs> Leonard Fournette was released by the Jacksonville Jaguars And I think we should unpack first and foremost the background of this before we get any further. This is a team who seemed to be relatively fed up with Leonard Fournette. And whether that's Leonard Fournette just on the field, I mean, Doug Marone said this is basically something, you know, that's based on what we're seeing on the field. Whether it's that or whether there's more to it, you know, whether there is some behind the scenes stuff, I don't know. I would be speculating. So, whatever. The fact of the matter is it happened, and the fact of the matter is this shouldn't be a surprise. Like, a lot of people were surprised. Maybe it was surprising when it happened, but I don't think it should be that surprising that it happened. The team did not pick up his fifth-year option. And remember, that's one of the benefits of, you know, having these first-round picks. You can get them slightly on the cheap for that fifth year. They didn't want to do that. Then we hear at the draft, all they want to do is trade this dude. Can we get rid of them? And they just were not able to find a trade partner whatsoever for Leonard Fournette. Even when it came down to the wire today, Doug Marone actually was quoted saying, we couldn't get anything for him. You know, I'm I'm paraphrasing. He, He didn't say, we couldn't get anything for this dude. But that's basically what he said. Couldn't get a fifth. Couldn't get a sixth. 
Couldn't get a darn bologna sandwich for this guy. Can I get a sandwich? Can I get something? Anything? Nothing. Nobody wanted to give up anything for him. And I think it makes sense when you look at Leonard Fournette on the field, just completely on the field. He's an, he's a running back who has now been in the league. This will be his fourth year. He's a running back that when he is on the field is a high-volume guy. He was a high-volume guy at the college level. That is the type of running back who reaches his expiration date relatively quickly in the NFL. It's unfortunate, but it happens quickly. Now, the thing about Fournette is I completely think 100% that he's good for this year. Wherever he ends up, and I'll talk about that in a minute, wherever he ends up, if he gets picked up off of waivers or if he clears waivers, if he, he's going to end up somewhere, even if he isn't claimed on waivers. He's going to sign for he's going to sign somewhere. So, I think he's still good for this year. Now the question is with that somewhere, does he land in an ideal spot? But more on that in a minute. I don't think he's good for 3 more years for sure. You know, it's these guys, it's so tricky with these running backs. It really is. Because for every Frank Gore, and that's that's an anomaly right there, but for every Frank Gore, there are tons of Jeremy Hills, right? You would think Frank Gore and Jeremy Hill are the same age, and Frank Gore is 10 years older than Jeremy Hill. (laughs) Like, it's a huge difference. And so Fournette, he is 25 years old. He's not old. But... He will be at the end of his rookie deal heading into free agency as a 26-year-old running back. That is danger zone. We're on the highway to the freaking, yeah, Top Gun reference. Get over it. Highway to the freaking danger zone here with Leonard Fournette if you're a general manager. 26 years old. A guy who hasn't always kept himself in the best of shape. Even at the combine, that was a knock on Fournette. Showed up. He looked a little, uh, little rotund. Now, rotund like an, an NFL athlete, but not necessarily in the best of shape. That was some of the talk at the combine. Anyway, danger zone. It's really what it comes down to. So they got rid of him. He gone. Where is he going? And when we look through the depth charts, I got to tell you, there are a lot of teams where I, I just don't see him landing. You know, some, some of his suggested that Chicago would be a spot. I don't see him as a fit in that offense. Like, maybe we forgot what kind of offense they run. Matt Nagy runs a Andy Reid-inspired offense. That's a West Coast system where that is not Leonard Fournette. That just doesn't make sense to me. And and really, they haven't made they haven't made a move yet, so I don't think they're going to make a move. So you look through some of these teams. I mean, I, I can't see him going to any. You know, Arizona, Atlanta, no. Baltimore, no. Buffalo, highly doubt it. Uh, Carolina, no, although that would be pretty funny if he wound up behind Christian McCaffrey, who was drafted behind him. Cincinnati, unlikely. Cleveland, no. Dallas, no. Denver, yeah, don't think so. Detroit, maybe. Detroit's an interesting one because you you do have that Matt Patricia link to uh, Bill Belichick. We know, hey, man, I think New England would make sense, but I highly doubt he goes there. You know, it would make sense, though, because that big power back type that, that Belichick has had success with in the past. I mean, Leonard uh, LeGarrette Blunt, that is probably the most recent. But yeah, you could see that there, especially with uh, DeAndre Swift a little banged up. Got back into practice today, but still a little banged up. Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay, wouldn't that be maddening? <laughs> wouldn't that just be the icing on the cake for Green Bay? 
if you if you brought in Leonard Fournette, it won't happen. There's no way. But that that would just ugh. Talk about breaking fantasy Twitter. Houston, highly unlikely. Indy would be a good fit, but highly unlikely. Kansas City, really don't think so. Really don't think so. I think they got their guy. The Raiders, no. Uh, the Rams, no. The Chargers, pff, highly unlikely. Miami. Miami could be. Miami could be. But see, the thing is, like, is it the old Miami or is it the new Miami? Is it the Miami that makes decent decisions or is it just the fly by the seat of our pants Miami? And I'm not necessarily convinced that Miami is 100% on the we make good decisions train just yet. But they seem to be establishing a culture there. And I mean, hey, is he an upgrade on Jordan Howard? Yes. But I don't know if they go that route. Minnesota. Highly unlikely. Like I said, New England, I mean, yeah, it would be interesting. I doubt it happens, but it could. I mean, think about that. If New England brought him in, if New England brought in Leonard Fournette, you have you have Cam Newton, who is like the king of love to hate for fantasy purposes. A lot of people love to hate Cam Newton. You have Leonard Fournette, who is definitely on the love to hate list. If they just traded for Mike Evans, that would be like the trinity of love to hate for fantasy people. Uh, I, I don't think it happens, but it could. New Orleans, no, and I'll talk about Kamara in a minute. G- Giants, no. Jets, <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> why the F not? I, I don't think so, though. Philly, no. Pittsburgh, I, he would fit in Pittsburgh. He really would. I don't see them making that move, but he'd fit there. San Fran, he wouldn't fit there. Seattle, he would fit there, but definitely don't see them making that move. Tampa, to further complicate things, why not? Um, unlikely, but you know it's 2020 after all. Tennessee, no. Definitely no with Derrick Henry there. But Washington, why I hesitated when I said Tennessee is because I was staring at Washington's depth chart. Washington can make sense. So there are a couple teams that make sense. I, I don't think he clears waivers. I think he, he gets picked up on waivers, and we'll see. Of course, we will talk about that more as that develops. But What's left here in Jacksonville is essentially, well, you have a passing down back in Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson is a 30-year-old running back who has shown a complete inability to stay healthy. You have Raquel Armstead. What's up, Temple? Shout out to Temple University. You have Divine Azigbo. And you have James Robinson. James Robinson's an interesting UDFA, a bigger back out of Illinois State, you know, has... Has some potential. I think it would be highly unlikely that they would make this move, though, and put him in place. So he's a name to know. You know, put him on your short list of, uh, you know, watch list as we enter the season. But I think this really comes down to, is it going to be Armstead or is it going to be a Zigbo as that lead back? Because I I really don't think, if you're getting rid of Leonard Fournette, you're not going to, I highly doubt you bring in Devontae Freeman. It just doesn't make sense to me. So what do we know about these two? And, you know, Raquel Armstead has speed, but also power. Uh, Zigbo, they're very similar in a lot of ways. I would almost say that Zigbo is like a poor man's Raquel Armstead. They both have decent speed. They're built almost identically in terms of height and weight. 5'11", 220 for Armstead, 5'11", 222 for Zigbo. So very close there. So I think 100%, what do we see? We see Chris Thompson in the passing downs, yes. But I really think the signs point to Armstead as being the guy. Now, here's the thing. 
We don't really know. This is going to be 100% speculation on my part. And really, anybody who's telling you anything right now is speculating. Because even if we based it on last year, neither one of these guys were used a lot last year. Because Fournette was used so much. So you look at Armstead. Armstead last year had 35 carries. Now, granted, okay, 3.1 per. Whatever, though. It was 35 carries. It's not a big enough sample size to make any conclusions. He did also have 14 catches for 144 yards and two touchdowns. So he exploded as a receiver, especially at the very end of the season. He had five catches in week uh, week 17 last year. Now, is Zigbo even more lightly used? You know, barely used last year on this team. Uh, nine carries for 27 yards. Three catches for 23 yards. So we got nothing to base it on on the field. What we really have to do here is, is in part, kind of read the tea leaves, base it on pedigree. Um, Zigbo was not drafted, was not invited to the combine. Now, that's not saying that, you know, you can't be a starting player in the NFL without those, those boxes checked. But, you know, you look at, uh, Armstead, he was invited to the Combine, performed pretty well, ran sub 4-5 at the Combine, and was drafted by this team. You know, it's not like he was a premium pick, but, you know, round 5. So, prioritize there. Um, Zigbo actually was not signed, I believe, by this team. I don't have the records in front of me, but I remember him UDFA to the Saints, I believe. Uh, regardless, I don't think that really rules him out though but I am going to lean Armstead they seem to position him as the backup last year to Leonard Fournette they do you know Doug Doug Marone said we like what we have in house now I'm not going to go overboard on this at all and I know that some people are already working waivers by the way waivers I think waivers shouldn't be open yet I mean let's have a cool down period here I always like to open waivers up for initial initial fab run the week of the season, you know, so actually we just follow suit in, in the league I'm a commissioner of, so we just follow suit and we say on, you know, the first Tuesday, waivers opens up to a fab run. Now, how much would I spend, given what I know right now on Armstead, I, I'd probably be in about the 25% of my fab budget range, just to put it a price enforcer in there, because I don't know if he's going to be the starter. I wish I could tell you that, but I don't know. If you could say flat out, yes. I would go at least 50%. Because remember, right now, your money is worth more than it'll ever be worth for Fab. Think about it. If you if you spent that money on him, let's just say for sake of argument, you spent $16 on a player and you get him for 16 weeks now as a starter. That's a dollar a week, right? That's a lot of bang for your buck. As opposed to if you pick him up in week 15, you get him for one week as your starter. That's $16 a week at the same price. So yeah, your money is worth a lot. I would be inclined to spend it. I'm not going to go overboard here, but I do think at least it is worth uh, tossing out. I have been asked a couple related questions like, does this help or hurt DJ Chark? Does this help or hurt Gardner Minshew? I don't think it's either. I think they're going to be playing from behind a lot, so we already had a lot. We'll have some passing game scripts. The defense is not particularly good there. They're in full, it seems like full rebuild mode. But uh, regardless, you know, in this, I don't see it changing their stock whatsoever. If I had, man, if I'm looking at this and and where am I drafting Armstead, I'm not comfortable going much higher than about the seventh round right now because I don't know. And that's the big question. We simply don't know. I was scanning. I, I waited as long as I could today to get more information to get this pod up. 
I got no more information. No more information out there as of right now. Scanning all the the papers down there in you know the Jacksonville area, the main paper, the uh, Florida Times Union. <laughs> not not much out not much out there unfortunately i wish i could tell you more but as of now i think that's where we stand don't go too overboard uh with um you know with with Raquel armstead uh the other thing i i did notice before i talk about alan Kamara, a lot of people asking me about trades like should i accept this deal i don't think that's the first question you should ask yourself if you're if you have a trade proposed to you don't ask like should i should i accept this no does this make me better does a trade make your team better? If if the answer is yes, then you already answered the other question. And if the answer isn't yes, it can can be no or it could be like, eh, then don't accept the deal. It, it's really that simple. And oftentimes I'd rather be the one proposing the deals than figuring out if I should accept them. Um, I, I know trades isn't always everybody's forte, but I had a lot of people asking me the last couple of days, I don't think it's time to trade, by the way. I think it was a little early for that. But, you know, if if it makes you better, then accept it. If not, don't accept it. All right, so Alvin Kamara, I mean, there's some worries here in terms of his status. So we should check in on this because, you know, this is another young running back, and we're going to start seeing this as they get in through their deal. So Alvin Kamara entering uh, the fourth year of his deal, we may see guys hold out or fight for a new contract. So. It was reported by Adam Schefter that uh, his absence here, so he's been away for three days from camp, is believed to be contract-related. He is making almost nothing. He was a third-round pick, remember, in the draft uh, back in 2017, so he's making almost nothing. I, I would love to make this almost nothing, but $2.1 million this year. Uh, we have seen Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry get their deals. So, you know, a player like Alvin Kamara... You could understand why he might want to get paid. He is also in the danger zone. He just turned 25. At you know, heading into next year, he'll be a 26-year-old running back. Things get scary very quickly here at the position. So we'll keep an eye on it. Hey, if something happened here where he held out, well, yeah, Latavius Murray becomes really valuable. Latavius Murray was basically an elite fantasy option the two weeks that Kamara didn't play last year. Otherwise, he really wasn't that valuable at all. But he would become very valuable. I don't think that's what plays out here. But then again, I was also also the ding dong on on my podcast telling you that I didn't think uh, Le'Veon Bell would hold out for the whole season. So what the hell do I know? <laughs> what do, what do I really know? What I do know is I'm going to keep my eye on this, and we'll we'll adjust as necessary. That's just what we do. That's just what we do. All right. So that is going to wrap it up for today. We'll have more on Camara for the podcast tomorrow. I'm running projections and uh, get you set up in terms of what that all looks like on the Jacksonville side, and maybe we'll have a landing spot for for Fournette by that point as well. In the meantime, do me a favor. Go check out ftnfantasy.com. You can use the promo code RATPACK, R-A-T-P-A-C-K. That gets you 5% off right there. You may have a fantasy draft coming up. By the way, we're shifting gears a week from today. We are out of draft mode officially. So this is the final five podcasts of the fantasy draft season here this week. Man, oh man, things go quickly. So if you need help for your drafts, we got everything there for you, ftnfantasy.com. Also, appreciate everybody reviewing the pod. Remember, 1K, 1K, that's the goal right there. 
So if you haven't already reviewed the podcast on iTunes, please do so. Easiest way, if you have an iPhone, open up the podcast app, find my podcast, The Rant. Scroll to the bottom, click the stars, and you're good. You can review it as well. And anywhere else you can review it, I appreciate the reviews. That helps me out. In addition to signing up at Monkey Knife Fight. All right? Promo code RANT. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.